Alright, Eric, we are on to the final subclass of the Blood Hunters. Ooh. Which gives us two. The Order of the Profane Soul! This class is wild. This is this is this is getting so complicated out of freaking nowhere. <laughs> I am I like, what is going this, on? This class was a friend of mine's first ever D and D character. Ow! I was like, please don't. <laughs> I mean, like, it's like you you can do this, and I'll try to help you out. But there's like five levels of like. Essentially, like resource abilities, like you only do this once, and then if you do this, you can do this, and then all this other stuff. It's like, oh, this is a lot. It just listen to this statement that's like underscored in the Bloodhunter class. If your Bloodhunter is part of the Order of the Profane Soul and has Warlock levels, add one third of your Bloodhunter levels rounded down to your Warlock levels, and then consult the Warlock progression table for the total spell slots and cantrips known and spell slots. You can should consider aligning your otherworldly patron, by the way, if you did that. So, in other words, it's like, we already gave you half the Warlock class, but if you choose Warlock multiclass with this class, oh my god, we'll do this crazy thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, multiclassing with spellcasters is just too... It's hard. It's <laughs> just like, wait, yeah. what's going on? And um, they already... All right, so, alluding to it, though, the Profane Soul does, like, dabble in Warlockness as a Bloodhunter. Yeah, it's kind of like. It does make elf. sense. They have a little bit of a uh, cross. It feels it feels right. Like yeah, it, it's kind of like the Eldritch Knight, but yeah, more, yeah, it's, it's a version of not it. evil, but yeah. So, blood hunters belonging to the Order of the Profane Soul have pushed the limits of Hemocraft for use against some of the most terrifying creatures corrupting the world. Ancient fiends and cruel magic users have long counted on their ability to meld into the background and escape those who hunt them. Vanishing into the noble courts without a trace, or bending the minds of the most stalwart warriors with what a glance. So, the blood hunters who founded this order trusted their resilience as they delved into the same well of corrupting arcane knowledge, making packs with lesser evils to better combat their greater threats. And though they may have traded a part of themselves for their power, the members of this order know the benefits of that power far outweigh the price. So yeah, it's like blood hunters have made a deal with demons now, becoming mm-hmm. kind of like warlocks. So they have profane soul spell casting. At third level, they'll get two cantrips, two spells, and they'll have one spell slot. Uh, just like warlocks, it's going to max out at two spell slots. I, warlocks go higher than that, right? They go to like three or four. Yeah, they go like they go slightly higher. Yeah, so they they're capping out at two spell slots all the way at twentieth level. Now remember, you also, in addition to having those two spell slots, also have your blood magic still. Blood magic, craft. Yeah, that hasn't gone away. So you still and have that. So also like, the uh, classic, I have to take Eldritch Blast and what else? Problem doesn't really happen here because you can't use Crimson Right on Eldritch Blast. So you'd rather just attack. Yeah, you'd rather attack. But, you know, there's other great ones. You, you can take, you know, Mage Hand, Green Flame Blade, if you just want to do more damage with your there attack. You and you only know two cantrips, three tops. So, like, you get yeah. one more. 
Um, what's interesting about this subclass is that you're basically choosing a warlock subclass. Yeah. yeah. So go Did see you? our warlock subclass guides. I mean, you literally at third level strike a bargain with another worldly being, just like warlocks do. So you choose a patron, just like the warlocks. Um, however, yeah. they're going to give you different effects. They're not going to give you yeah, straight up just warlocks. Uh, yeah. Uh, which I don't think it's going to give you... You get pack magic. We know that because it's a spell slot. Which also means that you have pack magic. You get them back at short rest. That's a good thing. Which is pretty sweet. That's good. Yep, that's a good thing. Um, but what you're going to get when you choose an actual patron is a couple things at 3rd, 7th, and 15th. So at 3rd, if you chose the Archfey, uh, whenever you damage a creature with a weapon for which you have an active Crimson Rite, that creature will glow with a faint light until the end of your next turn. They gain no benefit from cover or being invisible. Okay? All right. The Celestial, as a bonus action, you expend one use uh, You expend one use of your Blood Maledict to heal one creature you see within 30, 60 feet of you. Sorry, twice the distance. <laughs> 60 feet of you. That creature regains a number of hit points equal to a roll of your Hemocraft die plus your Hemocraft modifier. So it gives you a heal. A yeah, it's kind of like you, add, you get an additional Blood Curse option, which you probably don't want to use. You probably want to use it for... Yeah, because that's pretty magic. weak overall as a heal. Yeah. But it could... Save people, but it's a bonus save. action. I mean, you only have two spell slots, but it's not a spell. Uh, if you chose the Fathomless, you can breathe underwater now, and additionally, once per turn, when you damage a creature for a weapon with a Crimson Right, you can reduce that creature's speed by ten feet. Okay, that just seems generally sure. fine. Yeah, yeah it's, all right. The other one seemed way more conditional, so that one so far seems good. The Fiend, whenever you choose the Rite of Flame, which I imagine you almost always will if you chose the Fiend, if you roll a 1 or 2 on the damage die, you can uh, re-roll the die and choose which one you use. So you can yeah. hopefully end up doing more damage out of your uh, Rite of Flame. If you chose the Genie, as a bonus action, you can expend a use of your Blood Maledict to give yourself a flying speed of 30 feet which lasts for a number of rounds equal to your Hemocraft modifier. So if you remember, that was uh, a mutagen that required like 11th level. Yeah. Uh, this this one seems kind of worse. Yeah, that's yeah. sweet. That's, <laughs> this that's is like, sweet. it's like, oh, well, I only took, because you only choose one. So if you choose a combat blood maledict or blood curse, you're like, well, I can't do this anywhere. I like, you know, we're in the city. We're not doing anything, but it's like okay, as a bonus action, you can fly. So you still have. All it's also levels. kind of wild at level three to have a thirty yeah. flying speed. That's yeah. that's nut. That's nutty. That's really strong. Uh, if you chose the great old one, when you score a critical hit against a creature, that creature and any creatures of your choice within ten feet of it are frightened of you until the end of your next turn. <laughs> that's awesome. No safe. flavor wise. That's amazing. That's, that's so, so cool. cool. Yeah. That's so cool. I love that. Uh, the Hexblade. It's also just generally good. You know, yeah. That's, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Uh, the Hexblade. When you successfully target a creature with a blood curse, the next time you hit that creature with an attack while the curse is in effect, you can add an additional damage equal to your proficiency modifier. Okay. It can only co come up so much. Once, so it's probably yeah, uh, it's not that Yeah, because you have to use your blood curse, so it doesn't come up that much. The Hexblade. Oh, sorry. I just went over that one. The Undead. When you take necrotic damage, you can use your reaction to have that damage. In addition, your appearance will change to reflect 
some aspect of your patron while you have a crimson right active. That's a neat little flavor. That's a neat little flavor thing. But gives you resistance to necrotic. It's just mm-hmm. like, you know, it's just as the user, it like almost always gives you resistance. Yeah, you don't have to use your blood maledict to, as a reaction yeah, or anything. You just have to use a reaction and you yeah. have resistance to necrotic. So that's kind of sweet at level three. Just like, yeah, resistance to necrotic now. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, the undying. When you reduce a hostile creature, of at least a mild threat to zero hit points. Okay, that's the bag of... Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's like, in my version, in, pr- in parentheses, it says DM's discretion. So. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you regain a number of hit points equal to one roll of your Hammercraft die. That's pretty awesome. That's, that's pretty that's sweet. Yeah. yeah, just a little extra heal. Uh, seventh level, you'll get the Mystic Frenzy, which whenever you use your action to cast a cantrip, you can immediately make one weapon attack as a bonus action. Cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so kind of like if you... The the problem with like green flame, blade, green flame blade-esque things is that it's your action to cast it. So you can't you take advantage of your multi-attack feature. But this is like, hey, if you, if you want to... If you're not green flame blade, action, you could use that attack. That's pretty awesome and that attack will also probably have the crimson right active too so that's yeah. some good damage yeah so if you're doing like probably probably this is like i'm using a great sword with great weapon master so i'm just like mm-hmm. hit twice and again going nuts crush him uh at level seven you'll also get a revealed arcana so this is of course based off of the patron you chose you're going to get a distinctive spell the archfey will get blur good one Celestial will get Lesser Restoration. The Fathomless will get Gust of Wind. Okay. The Fiend will get Scorching Ray. Fine. The Genie will get Phantasmal Force. Okay. The Great Old One will get Detect Thoughts. Okay. That's nice. The Hexblade will get Branding Smite. That's pretty sweet. Uh, The Undead will get Blindness Deafness. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the Undying will get Silence. Cool. Yeah. All, yeah second nice. level spells. All the all these are pretty useful. These, you still yeah. have to use spell slots, but, you know, just additional spells. Yeah. Uh, this one edits the brand at the 11th level. Whenever your brand of castigation digs, they'll dig dark arcane scars into your target, leaving them vulnerable to magic. A creature branded by you has disadvantage on saving throws against your warlock spells. That's awesome. That's pretty nice. Because you can, like, yeah. if you get second level spells, you can cast, like, hold person on somebody. Yeah. So. Yeah, and you only have two slots. So, like, you, you want to make it. <laughs> you want to make sure they're worth it. Uh, 15th level, based off of which guy you chose, you'll get another spell. Archfey will get slow. That's a great one. That's a great spell. Celestial will get Revivify. That's a great one. Fathomless will get Lightning Bolt. Okay. Pretty good. Uh, the Fiend will get Fireball. Classic. <laughs> Classic. Uh, the Genie will get Protection from Energy. That's an interesting one. The Great Old One gets Haste. That's awesome. That's, yeah, it's like, this is the one where you're like, hmm, I should probably... <laughs> this is like, the Great That's Old awesome. One might just be the best for that one. It's pretty awesome. The Hexblade gets Blink. Okay. The undead gets speak with dead. It's classic. That's a, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And the undying gets bestow curse. Don't even know what bestow curse does. Uh, it's a concentration spell. Uh, they have disadvantage like on the ability check of your choice. 
They have a disadvantage on attack rolls against you. They have to make a wisdom save at the start of each of their turns. If they fail, they don't do anything. <laughs> this is pretty good. It's <laughs> pretty good, yeah. The awkward thing about it is its range, to be honest. It's a touch spell. Well, like, yeah, but that's that's actually fine, because if you're a melee combatant, you're up right. there. Yeah, and, and in addition to all of that, your attacks deal an additional 1d8 uh, necrotic damage to it when you hit them. This, yeah, is a, this, this is a really good spell, to be honest. This is really it, good. It is pretty sweet. Like, it's kind of awkward timing with some of these, because, like, you know, slow and bestow curse, um, mm. and honestly, any of the damage in the ones, you want them to have disadvantage because of your brand of castigation. But, like, you need to hit them before that, but you kind of want to open up with slow while everybody's grouped together and bestow curse. Right. But, like, also, while curse is target, your attacks deal an extra D8 necrotic damage. So, that, I mean, haste is really good. All these spells, slow is really good. Having an extra just random person who knows Revivify, that's pretty awesome. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the, the couple were a little stinky, right? The Archphase initial one where it's like, the creature glows. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, okay, I guess. Like, 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 really? And then they just get, I mean, they get slow. That's the, Their saving grace doesn't come until 15th, though. Yeah. To get slow like that, that kind of, that kind of stinky. Blur is pretty And then, good. what's wrong? Blur. Blur, yeah, blur, blur's all right. Yeah, blur is pretty good. That's true. Uh, and then finally, 18th level, we heard about their uh, their blood curse, which is really good. It's it's a good blood mm-hmm. curse. Um, so it's again about that uh, killing anything dying, and you get like the yeah. resistance all damage and uh, an advantage on attacks. So yeah, this is an interesting one. It's like one that's like quick to go through, but like the possibilities are a little bit endless. Yeah, <laughs> the right. Like, well, with some... most spellcasters, it's the case. Yeah. Like, there's some pretty... So, spells only go up to fourth level. But, like, kind of like what I was saying about the mutant one, where, like, you can get some pretty interesting, like, versions of this. Um, We can get Hex, which is kind of, like, an additional D6 of damage on one target for every hit. So, like, you're dealing a ton of damage at that point. And once again, to me, like if, if you're consi- this seems like a class that's rife for kind of crazy multi-classing things. Mm-hmm. You probably have to get all the way up to seventh level to unlock the two spell slots at second level spell slots with some additional spells and and whatnot. But yeah, if you go that far, you know, it it, it gives you all basically a whole. Yeah, second level <laughs> spell class. Yeah, like it just feels quite strong. Like, yeah, it like having magic is is can get pretty pretty interesting. And like, you know, it kind of feels like it might be just outclassing the mutant because like you can just cast charm person. I mean, sure they might fail, but I don't know. Like, just having advantage on all of your charisma checks is pretty good, but. Yeah, like what you're saying, it's kind of just feels open to like, okay, I'm just going to dip three levels into this thing, just get all this stuff, or like seven levels into this and a bunch of levels, yeah. in the, I don't know, fighter or something. We're just like, oh, I'm rolling like four dice every time I'm hitting somebody. <laughs> right, right. It can it can stack up pretty pretty quick. Yeah, there's a there's a lot you could do here, which is uh, pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, I would, I, I think I'd probably give this class an A too. I just think there's, there's just a lot going on here and you're so, you yeah. Go <laughs> it, yeah. It's like one of those things where even if you don't understand, it's so open. Just like, between so the much. blood hunter base class and now basically also having warlock. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's just, it just it's seems so much. like you could do anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's great. Yeah, it's like with the genie, you can just be like, oh, I can fly for 30 feet. I can feet fly at third level. <laughs> for like, you know, it, not for a terribly long time, but like for 30 seconds or for, you know, a couple, couple seconds. I can fly people over that over that, that gap. It's like, what? Like, oh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I can do that. Yeah, ju- just also, I feel like that seventh level ability is very underrated too, that when you can cast a cantrip and you can attack in that same, yeah, know, as a bonus action. That's like, that, that seems really strong. That feels pretty good. Yeah. That's why I was thinking, like, you'd probably want to go all the way up to seventh level. But then, as a multi class, like, that opens you up to all the martial classes because now you're not locked into, like, oh, I can't attack this turn. I have to cast a spell. Well, if it's a cantrip, you can attack. You can just cantrip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you can, like, even if uh, a true strike, hey, true strike's back in the menu. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. One action, class I can bonus play action, boom. Let's do Got it. Him. There you go, just multi-class rogue. <laughs> Although, I, Toll the Dead is like a really good cantrip. It is! That's what yeah. I mean. And then you can attack after that. Yeah, so you can do something for do 2d12 damage and then attack afterwards. And then yeah. attack. And deal more damage because you have your Blood Hunter, so you're dealing it with the right damage. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much stuff where even stuff like some awkward timing things is just like, but whatever. You have like a a million things you can do. Eight different combinations of my crap this turn. Like, yeah, it just yeah, this this class just seems kind of wild. So I'll I'll give a order of the profane soul an A. What was your favorite subclass overall? Would you say of the blood hunters? I think the mutant because it just feels kind of like like an alchemist in some ways, like. You're just doing this. You can build these weird things where you're like, "Oh, I'm like, I'm going to have advantage on wisdom checks and resistance to cold damage using the same subclass yeah. ability." It's just like, "Oh, wow!" Sure. And I, I think it's a really cool mix. And I, and I, I kind of go nuts for like anything that I feel like it's like, "Ooh, okay, there's something broken here. I can crack." It. <laughs> and just the for idea, sure. I, I, I just think it's pretty cool. Um, what about yours? I think I I think I just stick with the Ghost Slayer. I, I really like the blood curses. And yeah. I, I would just want to go deeper into blood curses and, and they kind of have the best I, subclass for Yeah, I like that they curse. had a simple one because all the other yeah. ones are like way Yeah, I think I just want to like play with the blood hunter path. I'm just like, yeah, yeah I wanna use blood malic. I just want to blood curse people. That that's yeah. sweet to me. Yeah, and yeah, you just like, okay, this is the thing you're gonna do because this is plenty complicated. It, uh, <laughs> everything's fun, and I I do like how all of them all the subclasses feel different. It's not just like okay, hey, you're the fire cleric, so you take all the fire spells, and then oh, you're the <laughs> lightning cleric, you get all the lightning spells. You know, right, right. It's like oh, are you like oh no, I've you know tampered with like alchemical toxins, and now I'm immune to poison and everything. It's like oh, I turn into a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah, it, it is a pretty pretty 
wide spanning class for what it is. Yeah. As, as a homebrew, this is, it doesn't feel like it at all. I mean, they did really a good job going in mm-hmm. deep on this class. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm glad we covered it. And uh, yeah, this was a sweet one. Cool. All right. With that, we'll catch you guys next week. Party. Ah. Party. Ah.